Good day and welcome to you. Here at this podcast, we discuss death, cemeteries, and everything in between. I share my experiences working in a cemetery for over 10 years, as well as my love for cemeteries and headstones. We also sprinkle in topics in pop culture related to movies, Freemasonry, the Illuminati, video games, spirits, and news. Get fitted, lay back, and enjoy your coffin. Welcome to Cemetery Tales Podcast. go welcome cemetery tales podcast i am your host gerard terrell and today on the ctp cemetery tales podcast show we're gonna talk about odd fellows we talk about the finger pointing up we talk about the use of sage we continue on our ghost story and we should have a great show today so first off I say uh, welcome. Um, we have done some things differently since the last time we did the, the podcast. Um, we created TikTok, and one thing that we're going to do with this TikTok is we're going to go through different segments that will lead us into the next show um, or the next couple shows. So right now we're doing the Phobia series. Um, we just did a couple videos for clowns. We're doing a video now for spiders as a phobia, arachnophobia, number one fear, a phobia of majority of people. So that's the process we're going to go. Matter of fact, let's go through the 10 phobias right now, top 10. So right now, arachnophobia, of course, is number one. Um, Fear of snakes is number two. And we got a video in the works that should be out in the next couple of days. If you listen to this, today is um, August 28th. 2021 so that's where we at um the fear of heights acrophobia is um is third that's um that's an interesting one you know a lot of people used to be afraid of heights i know at one point i was i was afraid of uh roller coasters until i got on my first one to see the point in Sebastian, ohio but it was fantastic so um you know the fear of uh situations which is difficult to escape that um that's an interesting phobia because I know a lot of people don't like crowds. You know, crowded areas, they, they make them have high anxiety and they trip them out, freak them out. So, um, you know, mess around, have a panic attack, panic disorder just from having it. So, um, the fear of dogs, number five, which I can see some people, I mean, again, I, I used to be afraid of dogs. I had to work on overcoming all these fears. So, I had a fear of dogs. I got over the fear of dogs and, uh, been good. I remember when my mom we was walking. I was a kid, and I ended up seeing um, a dog. Instantly, I just took off running. You know, I was like, "Oh man, this is messed up." And um, the dog chased me, whatever. And I was afraid, but eventually the owner got the dog, and I was okay. But that's a great, a great lesson in the process. Like, man, you can't be afraid of everything, man. Um, also, it was a husky, and I never seen a husky, so I was a kid. I'm like, this is a wolf right here, and it was behind a fence, and I was just afraid to go to school. I just froze, you know, as soon as I saw it, you know. They say you go through the fight, fight, or freeze, um, so I froze, but uh, today, those things are different. Uh, fear of thunder and lightning, you know, I know some people 
Uh, loud noises, you know, scares people, so I understand that. Um, number seven, the fear of injections. I was another person. A lot of these fears I had is the fears I was on this list, man. It's crazy. So I used to have a fear of injections. Um, it's crazy. I know right now with the world pandemic situation that's going on, especially with the new variants, I know things have been difficult. So um, I got over that fear of injections. I mean, I have tattoos on both my arms and my back. So it's um, totally different now. You know, social phobias, um, you know, to where you avoid people, places, events. That's um, number eight right there on the phobia side. Number nine, fear of flying. Never had no issue there. Even though I had a fear of heights, right? It makes no sense, right? But I was afraid of heights uh, at one point, but not of flying. And then the last one, which a lot of people today, I say um, more into this, is the fear of germs or dirt, the, the mycophobia. So uh, it's tough because now a lot of people have OCD from it. So that's uh, that's the 10 phobias, and I will. Uh, posters, different phobias on the TikTok that we just created. So yeah, make sure you follow us on our social media pages. We got Facebook, we got Instagram, we have TikTok. Of course, you follow us here on YouTube. Um, the website is in the works. So we're gonna come with our clothing line. I'm pretty sure you guys will love it. It's a little different spin on things. Um, but hey, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back after uh, after a little uh, brief intermission, and we go through the show again. Finger pointing up. We talk about the eye fellows. We talk about saging. Um, that's important. And, of course, the most obvious of it all, the ghost situation that's been going on. If you've been following us for a while, you know it's a big deal, serious. So uh, stay tuned. i got more to go. Appreciate you checking me out. Cemetery Chill Podcast. You didn't know it's a Metallica that fades to black fire, man. Welcome back from that brief intermission. So first thing we're going to talk about coming back from that break is uh, the hand with the finger pointing up. Now, the reason I feel like this was important is because a lot of cemeteries that I've been to, I always notice that they have different um, hand gestures that I always found interesting. Some have fingers pointing up, some have fingers pointing down, uh, some had just fists, you know, um, a lot of different things. And that's what made me like so intrigued. I mean, I'm seeing animals, I'm seeing lambs and dogs. I'm seeing all kinds of things that, you know, stars on headstones. I'm trying to figure out why there's pennies here. You know, I'm new. I didn't understand what was going on. I just know I was walking through cemeteries. And then when I started working in cemeteries, I was like, man, it's so different. And then when you start um, working on headstones, if you guys didn't know, I used to have a cemetery um, cleaning and restoration business. And we did phenomenal back in Ohio. Um, we had started here, out here in um the Houston Cypress area, you know, um, Genesis, um, Genesis Headstone Cleaning and Restoration. And, you know, so it's, it's pretty good. But besides all the personal business side of the game, 
you know, always was intrigued by the different shapes and the different symbols that was on these cemeteries, um, headstones. So um, this one in particular, I was like, huh, well, what does that mean exactly? I'm thinking, is it going to the heavens? Is it, um, you know, say I'm okay? You know, like, hey, you know, like, or you know how you're in church and you just walk, you're trying to go ahead and walk past and the ball and I was like, just give me a second, y'all. But, and it's real easy. It's real simple. Finger pointing up. I'm going to read it for you right here. It says, the hand pointing up with the finger is going to heaven. It means that the soul has gone to be with God and symbolizes the reward of the righteous and confirmation of life after death. I would have never got that. Kind of. I guess I would have after doing it in a while. But if I had no idea and no experiences, I probably wouldn't have got that one. But that's what the finger pointing up means. You know, it's again the hand point up to heaven means that the soul has gone on to be with god and symbolize the reward of righteous and confirmation of life after death and that's the meaning of that hand signal uh, symbol with the finger point up real easy right real easy so um going on to the next part of the cemetery symbols um have you guys ever seen the chain um, it's three links on this chain, and you see an F and an L and a T. Have you guys ever seen those at all in the cemetery? You know, there's one thing that being a um, Freemason, as myself, you know, you start noticing different things that sound familiar. That, uh, that definitely caught me off guard. I guess I didn't supposed to talk about that, right? I see the, got the phone ringing situation, but going into the Independent Order of the Odd Fellows, the I-O-O-F. The Independent Order of Odd Fellows is a religious and politically independent fraternal order of Odd Fellows founded in 1890. I'm sorry, 1819 by Thomas Wiley in Baltimore, Maryland in the United States of America. It was originally chartered by the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Manchester Unity, but has been independent since 1842. The order is also known as the Triple Link Fraternity. As I mentioned earlier, have you seen the letters F and L and T? I'm going to tell you what those mean in one second. The Triple Link Fraternity referring to the order's Triple Link symbol, alluring to their model, which is friendship, love, and truth. FLT. The Independent Order of Oddfellows became the first fraternity in the United States to include both men and women when they adopted the beautiful Rebecca Degree on September 20, 1851. As an organization, the Independent Order of Oddfellows aims to provide a framework that promotes personal and social development. Lost degrees and activities aim to improve and elevate each person to a higher nobler plane to extend sympathy and to aid in those in need, making their burdens lighter, relieving the darkness of despair, to war against vice in every form, and to be a great moral power and influence for the good of humanity. Teachings in the order are conducted through the exclamation of the degrees of membership. The degrees are conferred on the candidate by their lodge, kind of similar to what we do as Freemasons, and our teachings are principles and truths by ceremonies and symbols. 
The degrees are presently large, presented largely by means of allegory and drama. For Odd Fellows, the degrees and Odd Fellows and Odd Fellowship emphasize a leaving of the old life and the start of a better one, or welcoming travelers and of helping those in need. Lodges also provide an international social network of brothers and sisters that extends to more than 26 countries worldwide. If traveling is an interest, membership will provide a valuable network that will very much welcome an international visitor and assist in their enterprises, and certainly their travels whenever possible. The command of the independent order of our fellows is to visit the sick, relieve the distress, bury the dead, and educate the orphan. They are dedicated to the following purposes, to improve and elevate the character of man, mankind by promoting principles of friendship, love, truth, faith, hope, charity, and universal justice. They help make the world a better place to live by aiding each other in times of need and by organizing charitable projects and activities that will benefit the less fortunate, the youth, the elderly, the environment, and the community in every way possible. To promote good and harmony amongst people and nations through the principles of universal fraternity, holding the belief that all men and women, regardless of race, nationality, religion, social status, gender, rank, and station, are brothers and sisters. And lastly, to promote a wholesome fraternal experience without violence, vices, and discrimination of every form. That is the Independent Order of Odd Fellows. If you've ever seen the symbols now, you know that they are a beautiful fraternity. Um, and the sisters of Rebecca, the, the women there, are beautiful people, man. They, the three letters, FLT, for the friendship, love, and truth. This, the chain link, it makes sense, right? They're all connected. And that's how you, um, that's how you stay connected, man. You know, we need that a lot in today's world, not to be political right now on this podcast, but those things are very important right now. We can't have any type of uh, vices or discrimination in any form. Um, can't have a divide. I know right now it's, you know, this or this or that or that, but it does seem like it's a divide right now between things that it shouldn't be a divide on. So, on to our next segment, we got to do a quick intermission. On to our next segment, we are going to talk about um, smudging using sage to clear impurities. It's very important, especially nowadays. Um, as we continue on on this podcast episode today, um, we have two more segments to go. We will talk about the continuing ghost story. After we talk about smudging um, with Sage, and then we talk about what we're doing over at the TikTok um, channel with um, uh, the phobia series that we're creating in, in the moment. Um, but continuing on, let's go on with the smudging using Sage. So, um, if you didn't know, Sage is a process where you, or I'm sorry, smudging a process where you use dried sage leaves and you burn them and the smoke removes negative energy, removes um, impurities. It helps cleanse the space or the person. 
when I was doing Reiki, um, one thing that going through the process before we even started the process, we did the meditation and we used sage to make sure that we cleared ourselves, um, cleansed ourselves. So as we went over our body, starting from our head, the top of our head, all the way to the bottom of our feet. Yes, the bottom of our feet. So we have um, the instructors. She told us to lift our um, foot up. She was sage under our feet. Um, both and we continue on the process so it's, it's very important you may not think too much about it you may not know too much about it but I guess I can give you guys a little brief render like a, a introduction so to say so it's a ancient Native American technique that has become popular you know the cultures believe that the smoke from the sage attaches to negative energy and carries it away um, I use this technique, of course, myself. I use this uh, weekly um, at work. You know, when I walk into my office, I do that every weekend, um, as well as um, home. So I do it, you know, just to, you know, make sure that everything is, you know, clean and clear, right? You know, it makes sense, right? Uh, some people like to sage when they move into a new place or they move in out of a space, when they are transitioning in work or transitioning in their life. For sure, after a divorce, after an argument or a fight, um, after healing sessions, again, I mean, uh, as a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master, um, I know I have. And then before I enter and exit any type of hotel room um, or Airbnb, that's what I like to do. It just helps me um, feel better. And I know that it's getting rid of some of those impurities. So I'm going to give you a step-by-step process on how to sage um your home or in any place and i think it's um necessary if it's your home or your office or even yourself so make sure you clean your home your room or your area before you start so this helps to say travel better and cut down on the time you have to spend in each room it's best to go um corner to corner before you start like actually walking through the middle of the room right and the key thing is hey you may have to open your windows some people don't get it. I didn't see emails where they're saying how Sage is working when you got demons running around the circles with the windows open. It's interesting, you know, my opinion, it's best to have those windows open. So um, turn off all your major electronics. You don't have to unplug them, but just make sure they're off. It's best you have a clear mind and clear intentions before you Sage your home, office, or yourself. Open the windows in each room, again, very important. Uh, sage has a very strong smell. And allowing in some air can help with that. It also helps if the negative energy collected has somewhere to go. Again, you gotta have the windows open or you're gonna have the demon just running around everywhere. Doesn't make sense when they're just running around with no place to go. Don't you want them to leave? They can run in circles. All right, so um, if you have long hair, <clears throat> you know, make sure you put it in the ponytail, tie it back. Um, I particularly do have long hair, so I mean, it's not like super long, you know what I mean? But um, longer hair than. I guess average for men um, and make sure you wear comfortable clothing the ashes sometimes fall you don't want your hair closing to catch fire it's very important right uh, so it's best to tie your hair back and wear comfortable clothes when you sage your home office or yourself have a heat proof container ready to catch the ashes of that sage that you're burning some people like to use um, some abalone shell um, you can use an old candle lid <clears throat> Um, some people like to use 
um, paper, which is not really safe, but hey, everybody does their own thing. Um, just be careful. Ashes will fall and it can potentially set fire. Remember that safety always has to be first regardless of anything. Um, try to sage in the morning. If you sage another time during the day, the energy may be a little dense, maybe a little tough. Um, in the morning is when the energy of the day hasn't settled. And it seems like it's the best time to do it um, is in the morning time. That's just my opinion. You could do it later, but it's a little thicker. I get it? A little thicker. Uh, start in the lowest part of your home and work your way up. So if you have a basement, start in the basement. Out here in Houston, a lot of areas around here, New Orleans, there is no basements. So you just start. So when you walk to the door, I mean, <laughs> that's just what it is. So, um, so here are the part. You set your intention before you say it's your home office or yourself. So sage is going to do the cleansing but set an intention for what you would like to get out of each session are you using sage to heal are you using sage to grow to clear your mind to invite in new experiences or more abundance or are you just trying to get rid of impurities set the intention it's also good to create a mantra and to thank um a great spirit uh, for assisting you with cleansing your space of old and negative energy I give you an example. You could say something like, thank you for helping me clear my space of negative energy, blocked energy, stuck energy, stagnant energy, or negative feelings or thoughts. May this space, whether it be office, myself, or home, be refilled with feelings of joy and love and happiness and harmony. It doesn't have to be exactly that, but you know what I mean? It could be some of those things. Get creative and come up with a nice mantra that resonates with you to make you feel good, that you know that you're setting a good quality intention um you can also light a tea candle in each room as you're doing the sage and you can also use that candle uh, fire to help relight your sage if possible so you want to light the thick end of the sage and blow out the fire once it produces smoke um the smoke is what does the clearing what does the cleansing start in one corner of the room and move the smoke up and down some people like to use a feather to fan the smoke i just like to use my hand Nothing wrong with that. Move to each of the other corners in the room. Once you say the corners of the room, move to the center and the rest of the room. And move the smoke over any furniture and electronics that you have. Be sure to also move the smoke along the windowsills. And the last part, of course, which is important, the door frame of the room that you're saging. Very important. Uh, once you feel that you've done enough saging in that room, it's then time to move on to the next room and repeat the same thing over. Uh, remember to start in the lowest level of your home and work your way to the top level. You can play music if you like. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, something that's nice, contemporary. Um, as you say in this room, remember to show gratitude. And this will help clear the energy and your space. Remember to also repeat that mantra that you created. Um, that intention that you created as you move to different areas in the home. If you want to... Um, you can ask if you want to ask for help for us from anybody, uh, say a spirit guides or angels, um, your particular um, head of your religion. You can. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's ultimately your choice. Um, you don't have to do that. It's all your choice. Uh, once you're done with each room, go ahead and say each entrance. Again, it's very important. These doorways and the entrances and exits of your home is very important from back side doors, windows. You can do that but just moving the smoke around the door frames around the window frames and so forth and so forth and that will complete the process now after you're done the smell may be a little strong maybe too strong for some people 
you know um you want to extinguish out that that sage and make sure that it's completely out uh, and make sure you store your your sage um bundle um in a place and give it about a good 30 45 minutes before actually putting it away um, you can discard the ashes by taking them outside and burying them or just spread them on the ground. Um, again, make sure the ashes are completely out before taking that last step right there. And that is all, you know, um, you can light some candles, play some music, um, you know, burn some oils, help with the smell, you know, get everything rolling again. And then, um, you know, just make sure you use your intuition, which is with this um with sage just with you smudge and it's, it's important it's, it's important so that's all for this part with the sage we're gonna go on to the ghost situation in the next segment before we go ahead and talk about the last part of this podcast which is the phobia series that's on tiktok um one one thing i will say real quick about the thing on tiktok because um there, there was a movie that came out um, and it was a sequel. Uh, some people uh, don't, don't know that, thinking it's like a remake or something, but it's a sequel to the original Candyman movie that came out, I want to say 92. Well, um, there is a video on there, and um, I mean, you can say Candyman if you want to five times in the mirror, but I mean, the choice is yours, right, Captain Planet? So, uh, hey, you do what you decide to do, but. Um, I am going to do a review on the next episode of the Candyman movie, um, along with what we're doing on the YouTube channel, which is nice. It's going to be a great, great additions and new, new things that we're doing. So stay tuned and take a break and we'll continue on with the ghost situation. Ghosts, ghosts, and more ghosts. So, if you've been following me, you know that we've been having a lot of things going on the last, man, a couple years now that we didn't have this podcast. Um, I just don't know, man. So, I think from the last episode, we talked about the, the cowboy ghost that turned the TV on, turned the country music station on really loud, well... From that point, honestly, it hasn't been terrible. Had some things happen, lights flashing. I mean, I'm currently recording this right now and the lights above my head is flashing right now without anybody hitting a switch or anything. It's not like it's an electrical outage or anything because uh, I don't notice anything different I'm recording this right now. One thing I did find, well, a couple of things. So I have been seeing a lot of red cardinals, and I actually had a red cardinal land on my truck, my my, uh, my work truck. So I found that interesting. It landed right on my mirror. I look over at it. I'm trying to take a picture, but you know, it flew off before I could do that. But it's like, what's the likelihood of such a? And it was a huge cardinal. What's the likelihood of that happening? 
to land like on my window, you know, like a side view mirror, which is unbelievable. So I also had one outside of my job before I left and just flooded around a little gate um, where you enter and exit, you know, the facility. And I was like, huh, I haven't seen this. So to my knowledge, studying symbolism and everything it means that your ancestors are trying to reach out to you so i don't see any harm there but i have had a lot of lights flash um one thing that's been flashing of i've come into work is the street lights as i was driving down a particular road i've seen four of the street lights flash now uh i mentioned no by heaven not, not on this podcast um, i don't think at all i don't think i ever talked about indigo children or anything maybe i'll do a whole episode about that but it's just interesting just driving down and i see the lights flashing some of them even went out so i was driving down the street but it's not terrible nothing freaking me out nothing's weird it's i guess it's just normal i guess it's just normal i haven't had anything with a bathroom light flick on and off a job light flick on and off nothing no, they've been pretty good. Pretty good. Just right now, I mean, I know it's things that happen. I just can't recall them right now. I'm pretty sure it's tons of things. So that's all I have for right now. I'm pretty sure the next episode or two, I'll be able to elaborate more. I think that's all that's really has going on, really. Just some lights flashing and some lights flickering and things like that. Um, but going to this last segment of the podcast, we're going to talk about the TikTok series that I'm doing currently, and it's about phobias. Now, that first phobia we did, I, I know people have a fear of clowns. And I have two videos in regards to fear of clowns. The next set of um, videos is three of them. And for these are, if you have a fear of spiders or arachnophobia, those videos are doing pretty good right now. So I just put them out a couple hundred views already. So I put it out the last day or so. So make a nice headway. Um, For you know our format, since you listen to the podcast, our format when it comes to our content. So... Uh, Facebook and Instagram content are pretty similar and you will get a picture or two about another episode coming or something along those lines as well as um, a couple other things. Amongst those couple things we have um, eventually we're going to start having contests. Um, we can start announcing movie reviews, so I would do um, pages to let you guys know more about what's coming in upcoming episodes and everything on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we'll include some videos on Instagram as well of uh, podcast previews that I talk about, and then you'll see those on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, more and more episodes that way. Also on YouTube, we are doing a um, where are they buried series so right now we have a couple different ones it's all in one episode for the beginning for right now and those will be on youtube starting with 
where is Michael Jackson buried? You know, where is uh, Marilyn Monroe buried? Where is Jim Morrison buried? Um, where is Amy Winehouse, you know, buried? Those will be the first couple of celebrities that we're going to discuss about their burial locations. Um, some people want to know just where, and we give them, you know, city, state location that way. Um, on YouTube, we actually show pictures of what they look like. And just doing research, you find out different things. Like, I didn't know that, you know, Michael Jackson and Walt Disney, they're not really very far from each other at all, which is, you know, pretty good, I guess, when you think about how Michael Jackson liked Peter Pan and Neverland and everything that way. So I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting when doing the research. But that's what we're doing with TikTok. It's the Phobia series. Um, we did spiders, we did clowns. Um, the next episode, or the next, I can't say next episode, but the next few videos will be about heights. I'll probably about do uh, about two or three videos on heights. And on our next episode for the podcast, we talk about my Candyman review. Candyman came out over the weekend, and I have a review I'd like to share with you guys from my take on uh, that sequel, because that's what the movie was, the sequel. Um, again, we talk about where they buried um, for the next episode, and then we'll talk about um, different things such as the mausoleums and urns and uh, another cemetery featured item. Maybe we'll do two, but right now we'll do one. And um, for sure, it'll probably be the urn, it'll be one. So, yeah, I guess we'll do two. But one for sure is the urn. I, know, I think I did it in a previous episode, but I want to like do it again. Also, on um, following upcoming episodes, you know, we're going to talk about different ways you can save money on your funeral services, places you can buy your caskets for cheap. Now, that's always important. Um, where you can buy your flowers, um, wholesale, that's a little cheaper. Um, so that you don't always necessarily have to take the package when you go to the funeral home to do your burial services. So a lot of different options, a lot of different things we're going to talk about. Of course, we'll talk about empathy, sympathy, and, you know, just how people work in those places like that i think that's important to get across with everything and then you'll figure out how everything go from that point so uh i appreciate you guys for tuning in today you made it through this episode uh i will say you can check out the patreon because i will in the future start releasing the content on patreon first before we start releasing anything on youtube or any other platform um we are in talks with joining a whole nother platform as well um once i get more information about joining i'll share that with you all as well so again thank you for tuning in to the cemetery tales podcast i appreciate you and if you listen to this today august 31st 2021 i will have the next podcast up in a couple days so today is tuesday august 31st so september 3rd i will have the next episode and from moving forward from that point we'll do an episode every friday we do something a little different this week but moving forward um we have an episode every friday unless something happens or something comes up and i inform you either through facebook or instagram just stay tuned and follow along but i appreciate you thank you and enjoy your day